Exodus chapter 15. Chapter 14 ends with Israel successfully crossing the Red Sea on dry ground and the Egyptians destroyed in the midst of the sea. So God's people had the privilege of being a part of and witnessing a great, great miracle. And as we move into Exodus chapter 15, we note that Moses leads Israel to sing to the Lord. Note then verse number one, it reads, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphantly glory, he hath triumphed gloriously, the horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Heavenly Father, teach us from your word this evening. Help us to value uh, that which honours you in music. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. So we read here in Exodus chapter 15 that Moses leads Israel to sing to the Lord. And the title of my sermon tonight is, I will sing unto the Lord. It's interesting that the mention of the word song and the mention of the word sing here in verse number one, uh, they are mentioned for the very first time right here. Right here. You have the first mention of the word sing, the first mention of the word song in the Bible. And we have within this first mention of these words some key factors when it comes to music that is honourable to the Lord. Note that little phrase there, I will sing unto the Lord. Take note of the word I, personal. Moses and the people were all involved in singing. And so likewise, we should all be involved in singing God's praises. And note the next word, I will sing. We see they chose to sing. They chose to sing collectively. And then the verse goes on to read, I will sing unto the Lord. Their singing was directed towards the Lord. And their singing had purpose, for he hath triumphed, triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider hath he thrown into the sea. So there is purpose in their singing. And God is the focus of their singing. God is the content of their singing. Since God is the author of music and he gives us the ability to sing to him, he needs to be central, the focus of our singing. And the first thing that Moses leads the people of God in as they uh, cross the Red Sea on dry ground and they witness the destruction of the Egyptian army, the Bible teaches us that Moses led God's people to sing praises unto God. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 19, the Bible reads that we are to, uh, we are to speak 
speaking to yourselves psalms, hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And then in Colossians 3.16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So singing is to glorify God. Uh, Singing is not a means of entertainment. It's a means to bring glory to God. That is why God has given you and I the ability to sing. I will sing unto the Lord. We see that God's deliverance inspired the people of God to sing. There was a reason for them to sing. They had witnessed a miracle before their very eyes. In fact, they were part of a miracle. And this inspired Moses and the people of God to sing unto the Lord. I'm mindful of our hymn book. We have a wonderful collection of hymns within our hymn book. Our hymn book is full of hymns, spiritual songs that are born out of personal experience how God has worked in and through the lives of many of his people. Let's take a few moments this evening and just look at this hymn that God's people were singing. I will sing unto the Lord. So let's note the portions of this spiritual song. The Israelites did sing to the Lord. And I trust it will give us some insight concerning the kind of music that is fit for worship. We see first and foremost in verse number two, as they lifted up their voice in song to the Lord, they affirmed their faith in God. They affirmed their faith in God. Look at verse number two. The Lord is my strength and song. He is become my salvation he is my god and i will prepare him a habitation my father's god i will exalt him so we see within this verse we see that there is a strong emphasis a profession of their faith in god and uh, spiritual songs give uh, voice give affirmation, professing one's faith in God. God is my strength. He's my source of power. He is my song. He gives you and I a reason to sing. Of course, he is our salvation. And therefore, in song, they cried out, we will make room for him in our lives. We will exalt him. So we see within this song an affirmation of their faith in God. That little phrase there, the Lord is my strength and song and has become my salvation, is also found in Psalm 118. Turn to Psalm 118, please. Verse number 14. Obviously a well-known, 
phrase that God's people would sing to the Lord. Note here in Psalm 118, verse 14, The Lord is my strength and song and is become my salvation. And it's interesting, it's also found in the book of Isaiah. Go to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 12. Isaiah chapter 12, verse number 2. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. And he also has become my salvation. So once again, we have the same phrase, strength, song, salvation. A, a confession of faith. So we see within this song that Moses led the people of God to sing, we see first and foremost an affirmation of their faith in God. So psalms, hymns and spiritual songs that bring glory to God will in some way affirm faith in God. Affirm faith in God as our salvation, our strength, the means of our song. Then we read on in verse number 3, please, back in Exodus chapter 15. And we see here the third verse of chapter 15. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. We see from verses 3 down to verse number uh, 7 a, a trust in God. A trust in God to fight on the behalf of God's people. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Look at verses 4 to 7. Pharaoh's chariots and his hosts hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of thine excellency, thou hast overthrown them that rose up against thee. Thou sentest forth thy wrath, which consumed them as stubble. So we see within these verses a reference to the fact that God is the one that has, has defeated the enemy. God will fight for us. He is able to defeat the enemy. The spiritual battle is not ignored within this song that Moses led the people of God to sing. But there is faith in the God of victory. And from verses 4 down to verse number 7, a, dis- a vivid description is given of how God dealt with the enemies of Israel. So God's people would sing. They would sing of how God fought on the behalf of his people. In Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 4, it reads, For the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies, to save you. So we see within this song not only an affirmation of their faith in God, but also a trust in God. God is a 
man of war. God will fight for us. God will deal with the enemy. But also note then verse number 8, please. Verses 8 down to verse number 13. A faith in God in the midst of their troubles. A faith in God in the midst of their troubles. Verses 8 to 13. And with the blast of thy nostrils the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright as an heap. And the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue. I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. Thou didst blow with thy wind, and the sea covered them. They sank as lead in the mighty waters. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness? fearful in praises, doing wonders. Thou stretchest out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. So we see within these verses a faith in God in the midst of troublesome times. We see that God deals with the enemy and at the same time God preserves his people. Thou in thy mercy has led the people which thou hast redeemed. You've guided us in thy strength and you are leading us to our holy habitation. The battle is prepared, uh, the horses are prepared under the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord, is it not? So God's people affirm the fact in song that God is the one that has uh, delivered us and preserved us. God's mercy has been upon us and God has guided us. So we see the principle of affirming their faith. We see the principle of them acknowledging that God battles on our behalf and we see the principle that uh, our faith is in God in the midst of our trouble and they sang of God's mercy. They, they, they sang of God's guidance in delivering his people. And then we read on in verses 14 and following. Verses 14 to 16. And the people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of Palestina. Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed, and the mighty men of Moab, trembling, shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. Fear and dread shall fall upon them. By the greatness of thine arm, they shall be as still as a stone. Till thy people pass over, O Lord, till the people pass over which thou hast purchased. These verses make reference to the inhabitants of the land. 
the land of Canaan, the Edomites, the Moabites, the Canaanites. And Moses and the people of God sing concerning the fact that the Edomites and the Moabites and the Canaanites will fear when they hear what God did to the Egyptians. They will reverence the God of Israel. See, godly music should cultivate within our hearts a godly fear. When God's word, when God's work is declared and, um, and God works uh, miraculously, it should generate within us the fact that it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. The people will hear and be afraid. This, this fear of God, this healthy fear of God and godly sacred music will cultivate within our hearts a, a godly fear, a fear of God. The Bible teaches us the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of understanding. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And we see within this song that God's people sing concerning the fact that when people hear of what God did to the Egyptians, they will fear our God. They will reverence and respect our God. And the kind of music that God's people should sing to the Lord is music that brings a godly fear upon those that hear. And last but not least, look at verses 17 and 18. The principle of hope. Hope. We see hope as well within this song. That the people of God assembled and sang to the Lord. Not only did they affirm their faith in God. God is our strength. God is our song. God is our salvation. Not only did they sing concerning the fact that God battles on our behalf. God will fight for us. And not only do they focus upon the fact that God has preserved us, He's been merciful to us, He has guided us. And not only do they sing concerning the fact that when people hear of our God, they will fear, but last but not least, they also spend a few moments and convey the principle of hope. Look at verses 17 and 18. Hope. Sacred music should cultivate hope within the heart of those that sing God's praises and hear God's praises. Verse 17 and 18. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain and thine inheritance. In the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in. In the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hand have established. The Lord shall reign forever and forever. So these verses make reference to the fact that God will bring us into the land that he has promised us. They sing of that hope. And then also God's people would sing of the fact that God's kingdom is not temporal. God's kingdom is forever and forever. See, godly music should communicate hope. Hope not only for the present, 
but also hope for the future. No matter what man may scheme, God reigns supreme. And our hope is in God. And we see within this song, hope, hope. God's going to lead us. God has led us out of Egypt for reason, in order to lead us into the promised land. And the Lord our God shall reign forever and forever. Hope, hope. A fear of God. Faith in God to preserve in the midst of trouble. A trust in God that God will fight on our behalf. And a confession of their faith in God. So Israel's groaning and crying turned to worship in song as they were led by Moses in song to sing praises unto Almighty God. I will sing unto the Lord. Music is a powerful medium for good and also for evil. And it's so critically important that you and I as the people of God fill our lives with sacred, godly music that is acceptable to the Lord. And we have within this song here in Exodus chapter 15 the kind of words put to sacred music that is fit for worship. Words that affirm our faith in what we believe. That God is our strength. God is our salvation. God is our song. Words that reflect the fact that God battles on the behalf of his people. Words that reflect the fact that our faith is in God during troublesome times. Words that cultivate a fear of God. Reverence. And words that communicate hope in God. Hope in God as we claim his promises for the present and also for the future. So the first thing that God's people did when they arrived on the other side of the Red Sea, the Bible teaches us that Moses led the people of God to sing unto the Lord. What a privilege it is to have a song upon our hearts. See, it's God's people that can truly sing unto the Lord. Note there in Psalm 40, please, and I'll close with this. Psalm 40. Psalm 40, verses 2 and 3. It reads, He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. See, when a person receives Jesus Christ as their own personal saviour, God gives them the ability to sing praises to God to sing praises to God because music is for God. It's 
from God. And when a person receives Jesus Christ as their own personal saviour, the Bible teaches us, as it's described here in Psalm 40, that God has put a new song in our hearts and mouths. God enables the child of God to sing his praises because we have the presence of the blessed Holy Spirit. And may God help us to not take that for granted. May God help us to lift up our voices in song to the Lord. And we see within Exodus chapter 15 a wonderful song and some different elements of that song that affirm the fact that God is our hope that God is to be feared. God is our refuge in times of trouble. God is the one that battles for us. And our God is powerful. Our God is our salvation. It's because of our God we have a song upon our hearts. And may God help us to value the importance of sacred music within our lives. And may the words that we sing, the songs that we sing, elevate and bring glory to Almighty God. So let's close with a song. Hymn number 812.